Hi, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history. Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis Steve. I'm Dizzle J. And we are back to bring you more wrestling entertainment, more wrestling knowledge, our views and opinions on everything wrestling, both what you see on TV and what you see uh, coming from the uh, gyms and indie uh, locations around the world. Because what fun would it be just to watch one? Exactly. You gotta watch everything. You gotta watch everything, and... I'm excited about this episode because not only are we bringing you the results of WWE SummerSlam, but we're also bringing the results of SCW Intensity. And other major announcements. A huge major announcement that will be... Um, randomly. Randomly, ran- yeah. it'll be. It'll, we will let you know eventually. We're not going to tell you when it's going to be because we want you to fast forward through this to find it. So just, just listen to the show, enjoy the words that we are saying, and... Uh, <laughs> Trust me, it's an announcement you don't want to uh, pass up on. We have a lot to go over, so I think we could just like jump uh, right into Southland Championship Wrestling. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it, man. Perfect. So uh, last week we went to uh, the Shaban Civic Center and saw another great show put on by SCW, which I mean, not only have we seen nothing but great matches come out of SCW, but there I have yet to be to, be to an indie show where I didn't have a good time. Oh, I mean... It's it's been great and amazing. Mm-hmm. We've been welcomed with open arms basically everywhere we've been. Yep. Uh, wrestlers want to talk to us, and fans talk to us. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, great oh. shows. And, there, and there's so many more to come. If I could uh, foreshadow for a moment there. Foreshadow. So foreshadow. Um, but yeah, so SCW intensity, uh, obviously. Um, it uh, it was a it was a show that was a little bit longer than normal. I mean, they they added more action into it. Oh yeah, I mean, it, what we started at six and we this, went all the way yep. until almost ten thirty. Yep. Normally, their shows uh doors open at six, starts at seven. This show doors open at five, start at six o'clock. You know, and, and it went on. I mean, like you're almost looking at about four hours of action that they uh that they produced, which was absolutely amazing. And I'm gonna tell you, my, my butt didn't hurt. I was having fun. I did not realize what time it was when we had gotten out of there. Kind of sounds like a good prison sentence. Uh, it sounds like a great. My prison butt sentence. didn't hurt. My butt didn't hurt at the end. <laughs> uh, was a great. It was, it was a great uh, show from beginning to end. And what started out this great show was a pre-show match that showed the debut of a new SCW wrestler, the Prophet Xavier. The Prophet Xavier, which if I if I if I if I'm if I'm stating this correctly, and I could be wrong because I, I don't do any follow up, uh, you know, searches and shit. Like that I believe he's the first um, graduate of the SCW school. I, I believe. I mean, we did see him training. Yeah, we, we. I mean, when we had an opportunity to actually go to school and meet the trainers, meet the students, and everything, he. I mean, he was he was there. And I mean, he was ba- he was a standout while mm-hmm. we were watching. Oh yeah. I mean. The, the kid is well-gifted. I mean, you know, it was like, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to properly put, like, he is just chiseled out young man. Yeah. He, like, if, if you were to reference baseball, baseball, when you want to look for a prime player, you look for a five-tool athlete. And I think this is what he has. He has the ability to be a powerhouse. He has the speed in the ring. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he has charisma. You know, I mean, like, I, I think calling him the prophet is probably the best term you could use when it comes to this guy. 
Because I do believe he's going to make an impact in not only SCW, but also in the indie. Um, and the kids, I mean, he's young. He's really oh, young. Yeah. So I, I, I see him going places. This night, actually, he just wasn't able to come off with the win. No, but I mean, like when you when you face a guy like Doc, I mean, it. I mean, it's a, a veteran of his stature, yeah. Who I mean, is just a mean dude. It's, yeah, oh yeah, hard hitting. You know, yeah. But the the amazing thing when it came to it, even though he took the loss, I mean, like he it didn't keep him down. No, you know, I mean, granted, he did need a little help from the ref to get to the back, but I mean, like for the most part, you know, he he was willing to. Get to the back on his own, and right. that shows that shows you know strength, and that shows you know the the intensity that this kid uh, you know represents. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens with him going forward. Um, Prophet, if you're listening to this uh, show, you know congratulate congratulations on the debut. You had a great match, and you know what? Even though it's a loss, you know it's to be honest. When it comes to anybody, you know a loss is you know it's it's not it's maybe the first you know you, it definitely won't be the last. But match. no, absolutely not. But there will be a win out there. There will be a victory, oh, yeah, and that comes with time and it comes with you know experience and everything. Um, speaking of experience, you know when they did open the show, probably one of the more experienced guys on the show uh, had a little time to come out and talk. Yeah, Mr. M80 himself. Mr. M80 himself, Marche Rocket. Marche Rocket. Came out and uh, started throwing out some excuses on the loss and everything he had. Which Mm -hmm. I I thought was kind of, for what we've seen out of Marche, is a little undignified of him. It's it's definitely out of character when it comes to him because, you know, you look at Marche, you know, he looks, you know, I mean, he's a role model, he's a hero to, you know, the kids, wrestling fans and everything. Um, the, the slight jabs he took at uh, Craig Mitchell, which, granted, you know, Craig Mitchell takes jabs at everybody. Maybe slightly he deserved a little jab at it himself. But you don't attack a man's weight, man. You know, it's... I, I mean, at the same time, I I would attack a man's weight. I'm a, I'm a jerk, though. So I, I come... I'm an, I'm an asshole. Yeah, but I mean, you're not you're, I mean, you're not a hero to kids. No, I'm not a hero You're to definitely kids. not a hero to no, kids. I'm definitely not. You know, you know, not even my own. No, it's like it's like John Cena pushing a, a paralyzed child down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Very similar. I'll say it. Yeah, I'll make your wish. <laughs> um, oh, but no, I mean like you know. It, <laughs> but uh, you know, Marche being who he is, you know, obviously, you know, he he means no complete disrespect by it, and he's only looking to insult Craig Mitchell and not every fat person oh, out no. there. I, I mean, you got to understand yeah. the frustration. I mean. As long as we've been going to the show, he's mm-hmm. been champ. Yeah. So to yeah. lose it. Oh yeah, and I, I get there's some frustration, but what's weird is like, I mean, Craig's not even fat. You know, he's no. just he's, he's Bill. He's almost like a, if if I had to compare what uh, to to Craig Mitchell's uh, body structure, it would be similar to what I would believe like Taz. Taz, like, like a, a stockier, smaller Taz, you know. Kevin Owens. Yeah, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, I'd be like. It's just like, you know, it's one of those things, and whether you want to look at it like, you know, Craig Mitchell got lucky, you know, Marche Rocket had an off day. When push comes to shove at the end of the day, Craig Mitchell won, and we cannot be happier about it. No, I'm, I'm super excited. Super excited. Like I said, I, I, you guys got to go see the match. I was like, mm-hmm. Craig Mitchell's going to win. Craig Mitchell's going to win. Yep. Craig Mitchell guys. We are Craig I mean, Mitchell guys. I mean, we got, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't like us, but I mean, he doesn't like anybody, and that's okay. I'm, we are Craig Mitchell guys. I don't, I don't have to be liked. No, fuck yeah, screw no. It. Yeah. 
But Rocket did challenge Mitchell that night for the belt. Yep, and uh, thank God it didn't happen because I wasn't ready to see another rematch uh, anytime soon for it. <laughs> but um, I could have done with seeing a rematch. Yeah, you could. Well, you didn't see the first I, I, one. I didn't see the first one. <laughs> but uh, obviously, since it didn't happen, President Keats did come out and decide that they both will be in competition. And to kind of mix it up a little bit, they're allowing each one of them to choose their own opponents. Right. Marshall Rocket, uh, he just flat out told Craig Mitchell that he's going to face the debuting superstar, uh, Rough Crossings. SCW debut, not overall, right. but SCW debut. The, the, uh, SCW debuting wrestler, Rough Crossings. Which, you know, it's it's one of those things where I don't know a lot about Rough Crossings. I saw a couple of videos when they, I saw the announcement that uh, he was coming. He's an intimidating dude, and I mean, you know those videos do no uh, justice to him whatsoever. Because when you see him live, I mean, he is everything that people say he is. It, it, it was crazy to see him. I mean, we'll, we'll get more into that as we as we get to, oh, yeah. to that match. But I I don't want to get hit by him. No, no, him swinging that cowbell around. Mm. No, I'm not. No. Um, but yeah, but when it came time for uh, Marche to find out who he was wrestling, uh, Craig told him you got to wait. Yeah. You gotta wait till your match comes. Why am I gonna let you prepare for who you're gonna face? Exactly. It's a smart it's a smart plan, smart idea when it comes to Craig Mitchell to be like, you know, I'm not gonna allow you to prepare for someone, you know, you're just gonna have to find out when right. the moment happens. You know, which I mean it, it's smart on his part. It was dumb on Marche to tell him, Hey, this is who you're facing because it gives Craig Mitchell time to prepare, but the thing is as well, when you look at rough crossings, like, how do you really prepare for a guy like that? I mean, think it, it's like trying to prepare for, and not trying to use the, but the, the Undertaker, if, if you just, no matter what you do, you're never truly prepared to face somebody who can just hit that hard, move that fast, and keep up with you. No. Not at all. No. Um, so, after, after everything was said, done, after the talking was ended... Finally got to see more action. The first official match of the night was a triple threat match uh, between Rashad Star or R Star, depending on you know who you are and what you prefer to say. Max Blaylock and uh, Jack Shatter. I, I mean, this match from the get go, both of these was Max and Jack both went after R Star right at the beginning, try to take him out right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the majority of the match was, I mean, like, and no disrespect to our star, but he was on his back for most of the match. Well, I mean, he must have been the obvious threat because that's who they took out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, luckily he did come up on top. He did end up winning. I mean, it was was good. It was a great match. I mean, it was, I mean, it's a great opener. You know, regardless of the preview match and everything, you want to open a match, you put young talent in there. Those three guys, all young town, and they they literally like kicked that show off right. Uh, it was it was a good time, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure we didn't get up for nachos or anything until after this match and in, in between matches, I, we didn't get up at all. No, nah. In the next match, we saw JFW friend Angus McDuff. Angus, Angus, love Angus. Huge fan of Angus. I'm so glad that. He's uh, back into uh, the wrestling world, back into the wrestling it, scene. And, like, doesn't appear to have ring rust. No. I mean, what what did he, what did he tell us? Nine years he's been out of the ring? 
Something like that. Seven or nine. I know it's around there. I know it's an odd number. I know it's in there between seven and nine. We'll do seven ish. Yeah. You say seven ish. But yeah, I mean he, he he was out the he was out of the um he was out of the business for a while. Uh came back. Uh, I don't know if his wife's listening to the show or not, but kinda popped around last month and everything and you know, he, he's training harder, you know, he's I'm trying like- he's trying to get back to that peak shape that he was when he First started doing wrestling. I don't think he's too far away from that. He's not. He's shit, not really. that far at all. I know. I know. Like when we just, we talked with him a little bit afterwards, um, I tried to understand most of us saying a lot of it was like Guinness talk, but uh, <laughs> well, he is a big buff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, he's, he's talking about how you know he he wants to get back into that shape. He's into gym and everything, getting ready. Uh, he faced. He say gym or bar. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> little of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was twenty ounce curls, but he uh, he did have a match against, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher this, Kalmar Grimkel, Grimkel, who, who was, I mean, implying in his name Grim. He came out. He kind of gives off that grim feeling. He, oh, he was a scary cat, man. It's terrifying. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. He was a ter- for a, for a small guy. Very terrifying. He, if you had, if I, if you had to relate him to anybody, he is like the demon Finn Balor, just without the more detailed like paint. I mean, like I mean, he, he, I would, I would say de- uh, demon, crossed with Mad Maxish type of feel. The the bad guys in Mad Max movies, because that that I mean that's he looked like somebody that would be there. After the fallout of nuclear war, or whatever, whatever you may, yeah, and most uh, the ground and pound, I guess is what you call it. I, I'm not, I'm really not the moves expert. <laughs> oh no, he, I mean, like he pretty much, uh, it was kind of like was the uh, like, oh shit, yeah, like I, a I, gorilla I, beating, like how they, yeah, did. like I, I know there's a term for it. I know it has to do with like a drum. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't remember the term of it, but I mean, like he literally. I mean, when he got when he got McDuff on the ground and just sort of like you know, t- like those sludge hammer like oh, over man. the head, fucking, you know. After the match, McDuff was telling us how he was still hurting from that, mm-hmm. but McDuff did pull off the win, which we were very happy about because obviously, huge fans of McDuff. Huge fans of McDuff. We're McDuff fans. Duff man, Duff man can't breathe. Not nah, uh, <laughs> but it was a great match. Uh, Duff came out with the victory. We're happy to see that. We're able. I was so happy we were able to talk to him. Um, looking uh, to hopefully get a uh, interview with him in the future on this show. Oh yeah, I mean, as, as long as he's not too intoxicated, we can understand what he's saying. We'll, we'll try to catch him in the morning, like before well, I don't know that before his eleven a.m. start. You know, like right when he's trying to wake up, we're going to like have like a hangover interview. Yeah, yeah. Bloody Marys. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, go watch TV. Don't come up here. Through this match card, I'll give him the phone. 
Uh, following so following Angus's match, uh, you know that fucking uh, the entertainment just kept going. Right. Uh, who do we have next? We had Jake Andrews versus Marco Anthony. No. No. I believe it was the I believe it was the continuing saga of the Sheik. No. What was that in order? Well, definitely not this order. Nope. All right. So the next match was Jake Andrews <laughs> versus Marco <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> oh fuck, man! Oh, let me let me see. What, first of all, I gotta see who those fucking people are. Oh, is that is Elite Marco Anthony? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought his name was like Elite something. That's the other guy from Northern Lights. Okay. Alright, so Jake Andrews, Michael Anthony, okay. We'll just go back to uh let's do this. Seventeen ten. Yeah, so following uh obviously Angus's great match, um we had the first of two uh family asylum versus uh, elite pain single matches singles matches and uh from from my understanding what it was is um the asylum had to win both matches in order to get a title opportunity for the tag team titles next month right so we had uh Jake and uh Jake Andrews uh taking on Marco Anthony I mean this was I don't want to borrow a term from anybody but it's pretty much a slobber knocker it was a hard hitting match and that's adorable. It is adorable. Jake Andrews debuting from the Family Asylum. Joined the family recently. Yeah. Recently. He didn't debut with them on this show. No? No. Nah, he was he was at the show you weren't at. Oh, well. You miss a lot when you decide to work instead. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking work, I guess. Yeah. Fucking work. Adulting. Um, But no, I mean, like this This was, uh, I, th- I think this was the single match debut. Again, like, I, I may have missed it, but... I mean, regardless of what it was, um, it's a young kid. He's new to the uh, family, and I think this has to be like their. I mean, it's it's their newest evolution, right? You know, I mean, you got Ivan, but I mean, Ivan's kind of like that veteran guy of the group who's kind of there to help kind of groom this new up and comer, Jake. Right, the ne- the next generation of the family Manson. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and it, it has to be working out great, especially having a, uh, you know. Junior there, Charlie Junior, and you know, I mean that that combination is working out because he he took the win and oh definitely he got he got the win he got that first well uh, well needed definitely earned victory. I believe there was a little controversy in this one where they had is this the one they had to restart this match because the guy was holding the tights and Keith got involved. I think that was both. I mean both that was probably shows. both both matches. of them. I mean. Yeah, I mean, granted, I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing that's weird too. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm all for like you know people making things right, but regardless if it's like you know someone's holding on to the rope, someone's holding on to the tights, you know, a, a low blow and eye gouge, you gotta, you, you gotta appreciate the ref's decision, regardless of it is, you know, President Keys, I, I respect the guy, I like the guy, he doesn't need to get involved in everything. No. And him getting involved is going to be something we're going to discuss later on in yep. the card, which 
I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed seeing. It. I, I won't lie. It was, <laughs> um, but so Jake Andrews took the win and everything. That's one down. They only had one more to go. Next match, uh, kind of a grudge match. You had uh, Paradox versus the Sheik. Continuing the saga, because you know Paradox used to be his manservant, bodyguard, whatever the hell he was. Yeah. Depending on who you talk to. I guess, you know. Yeah. As long as he wasn't the goat, I guess. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, it's, you know, last month, you know, the Sheik took a loss to Bane X. Um, wasn't too happy about it. Blamed Paradox. Slapped him in the face. Paradox had enough. Took off one mask. Revealed the American flag mask could be below it. You know, boom. Face turn. And they faced each other one-on-one here, which, um, you know, as hard as Paradox tried, uh. Sheik ended up taking a win. Yeah, the, the, the Sheik is a, a sneaky son of a bitch, though. Yeah, but, I mean, this is, like, the first victory I've seen the Sheik have in oh, the, wow. indie, the indie shows I've seen. He <laughs> did well. I mean, it ain't a whole lot, but it's enough to uh, establish a baseline on his uh, win-loss record. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was a good good match regardless. I mean, even with his pointy shoes, he put on a good match. I don't understand the pointy shoes. I don't get it. It's like I dream a genie bullshit or something. Um, at the end of the match, though, I mean, obviously he attacked uh, Paradox because, as Sheik does, he does what he wants. and No one stops. Banax came up. Yeah. No one was going to stop him. Nobody was going to stop him until Banax showed up. So what do we think? We're going to have a Banax versus Sheik match next month? Yes. I believe we will. Flag on a pole match? I hope so. That'd be cool. We'll get a whole President Keats if uh, he's awake in the hospital. Yeah, you know. Foreshadowing. <laughs> What's to come? <laughs> uh, following the Sheik, uh, we had... What we had? The Family Asylum? No. No, we had um, Nick Cutler versus the Cobra. This, I mean, the Cobra, we, I have seen several times. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, great outing for both men. I was shocked when Cutler came up with the victory. Yeah, it, I mean, this was this was pretty much a grudge match from last month when Nick Cutler pretty much tore the Cobra apart. You know, he, really? found, he found that weakness in the knee, attacked the knee the entire time. Randy Cobra did come up with a victory on that match, but you know Nick Nick Color, you know he he made a statement, made himself like you're not gonna forget who I am. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, I mean in this match, you know, the Cobra was, you know, he was on top the entire match. Right. Like he, I mean he he came at him full force, did not stop until the very end. You know, uh, Color rolled him up, grabbed the tights, took the victory. Didn't see President Keys come on and stop that one though, did he? Nope. Yeah, oh. I think he has some favoritism towards the family asylum. <laughs> we'll get more into that later. But the next match we had obviously involves the family asylum. Um, and they took on uh, Bulletproof Inc. Or Industries. Yep. Uh, was it a three-on-three match? It was a three-on-three match. Yep, it was... Uh, it was the Lunatic. It was... The Lumberjack. The Lumberjack. And then it was their manager. The nursemaid. The nurse. <laughs> yeah, and they took on Bulletproof Industries, Andy Black, and I'm not going to lie, I can't remember the names of the year two. But I'm okay with that, knowing because I believe Andy Black is the standout in that group. 
So I do apologize to uh, Andy Black's partners for not remembering your names because, um, well, let's face it, you guys don't like me and whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the, the asylum did come out with the win. They did. And, I mean, regardless of the win or loss in this match, I mean, when you have these rising stars like you do with Andy Black and his partner taking on these veterans like the Lumberjack and the Lunatic, Win or lose, I mean, they put on a great show. Oh, yeah. And obviously, you know, they they got the last laugh here because not only did they end up beating down the Family Asylum, but they end up beating down the ring, the, announcer. The ring announcer. They end up beating down President Keats. And I mean, um, Bulletproof himself mm-hmm. just came off of a suspension from President Keats. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I can only imagine where this is going to go from here. What kind of? I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting, and I'm I'm glad we're sitting fucking in the sidecar watching this shit go down. Yeah, the big thing, like, and when it comes to the ring announcer, who, I mean, he, he asked for it pretty much because if if you're a if you're a ring announcer, if you're a referee, if you're a commentator, you know for a fact if somebody gets in your face, you just walk away. You should. You don't put your hands on... I mean, obviously, when it comes to a wrestler, you don't put your hands on an official. When it comes to an official, you don't put your hands on you know, a competitor. You don't put your hands on a superstar. You don't put your hands on a wrestler. Right. You know, it's... He shoved them. You know, yes, Bulletproof shoved the guy. Maybe he should have been the bigger man walked away. But I think there's been a lot of picking on, I believe, from Bulletproof Industries to the ring announcer, though. So I can understand the frustration building up. You're getting bullied. You're getting bullied. You're getting bullied. You're going to say, you know what? Screw it. Then you get your ass handed to you. Yeah. So you, you don't know how you feel if, about standing up for yourself he, at that point. If then. he just walked away, he wouldn't have got his ass kicked. President Keats wouldn't have gotten his ass kicked. And they would just went out there, ran their fucking miles like Bulletproof right. does. And then they would have just left. Let them get what they have on their chest, off their chest. Just walk away, you know. If he shoves you, you know, let him get, you know, deal with the suspension, whatever it is. Right. And move on. I mean, it all could have been handled differently. Unfortunately, I think it was handled the wrong way. Yeah, I can understand where he's coming from. <laughs> Next, we had the God of War, Lamar Titan, versus newcomerish to the SCW world. Mojo McQueen. Mojo McQueen. Yeah, I got some good pictures of that guy. Who's definitely a scary dude. Oh, yeah. Especially with that, like, voodoo box he has. That, voodoo. That's not a... He he literally came really close to killing Lamar Titan in this match. I mean, I believe so. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, fucking Steve. Yeah. Steve hashtag fucking, fuck Steve. Yeah, hashtag fuck Steve. Provoked... Mojo through the entire <laughs> fucking thing. I mean, like, the entire thing. The entire match has provoked him, saying that, is that all you got? I mean, like, he, I mean, he beat the shit out I mean, of Lamar. They were outside that ring for definitely longer than 10 count, but we won't get into that. Because it was, yeah. it was brutal. It was brutal. I mean, he had some running starts at some fucking big boots oh, and clothesline. Man. It was brutal. But somehow... I don't know if it's through the power of the fans or the power of himself. Lamar came out victorious in the match. But and I mean Lamar's just he's got that that inner strength that he can call upon. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that, that intensity that's down there. Being the God of War, he's sh- he sh- probably summoned the strength up from the Aztec or whatever they, their gods are. I don't know. I'm assuming gods. it's a calf because every time he chants God of War, it, sounds, it looks like he's milking something. Well, I, I, you know, My, I, I hope. It's probably a calf. It's probably a calf. <laughs> but it was a great match. I love Lamar Titan. I wish he kept his hair. I don't know why he cut his short. I don't know why he's wearing pants instead of the Aztec you know, loincloth thing. But, hey, I guess, you know, as time goes on, you need to evolve. And maybe that's what he's doing. But great match. Great uh, great wrestlers. Um, I mean, when it, when it comes to it, I mean, like, it was literally the um, the purest form of good versus evil there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And next we had... The second match and our two match set for the tag. Okay, the, the tag the chance yep. to get the tag team gold, mm-hmm. and that was Mad Dog Ivan versus, versus Hunter, Hunter Payne. Yep. You're talking about Battle of the Powerhouses right here. There's some big dudes. Uh, I mean, we're we're big dudes, and these guys make us look small. These these are bigger dudes. These are bigger. These are dudes. bigger dudes, man. It was and it was a great match too because it wasn't just you know like. The powerhouse, you know, shit that you expect from them. I mean, like, they came off the top rope. They came off the top rope. They jumped over the top rope. These guys tore each other apart. Mm -hmm. But in the end, Mad Dog pulls it off. Granted, Charlie Jr. had to take a shot. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. It's like, you know, like, people got involved that shouldn't have gotten involved. Oh, Bobby Blues and... Yeah, it's I, I. What they need to do is they need to have a tag match where it's just two on two, no managers, no additional family. They just because the problem is you're never gonna find out who the best is if you don't allow them the opportunity to show it themselves without the assist. You know? No, I don't know because it, in uh, everybody has done with the assist. You're, you're talking Flair had assist. Triple H had assist at one point in time. It don't matter how you get the titles or how you keep the titles, just as long as you keep the titles. That's how I look at it. A win is a win is a win is a win. Yeah, a win's a win. But I'm saying, like you know, like I, I don't, I don't want you know my good time to be tainted by a fucking manager who grabs a leg or you know distracts a referee. Like I want to see these guys beat the Shelly Church to the point where hey, no one's gonna get up. Gates a hell match. Gates of Hell match. <laughs> oh, I, I would like to see it. Maybe they need to get in the steel cage. Well, I remember, um, I remember talking with some of the wrestlers about how, like, I think last year they had an entire show dedicated to cage matches. I see that. I mean, that's that would be cool. Yeah. Well, they. I think they said like they had the cage. They might as well use it, and right. and they used. I think every match was a cage match. Um, well, that's how it should be. Well, yeah. If you call something Hell in a Cell, every match should be Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, coming down to uh, the last of the three matches of the night. Um, so Marche comes out. Marche comes out. Gets ready for his match. Uh, calls Craig Mitchell out to announce his opponent. And Craig Mitchell does not answer right he away. Doesn't, he doesn't. No, he doesn't come he's, out. He's anyway. like, you're not my boss. Yeah, I, I honestly I honestly thought for a split second that he left. 
<laughs> I'm like, this guy just packed his stuff and said, screw it. I got, I got, the I got beer. He just takes off. Um, but no, eventually they come out. He announced uh, Marche's opponent. The Irish car bomb. Sean Mulligan. Sean Mulligan. Man. I, I enjoy that guy a lot. I like Sean Mulligan. I, I like I like his ring entrance. I like his demeanor when he comes to the ring. I like how like when he gets out there, he's literally out there to kick your ass and leave. And maybe drink some whiskey. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but it was a good match. It was. It was a great match. Uh, Mulligan comes up with the win. Yeah, Mache lost twice now. Twice. In two months. In two months. Twice in two months. Someone, uh, I don't know. Might have Some, somebody might, slipping. Somebody slipping. Somebody slipping. Uh, but I mean, it was a good match too. I mean, Mulligan. I mean, obviously, I think both wrestlers brought you know the very best you know out of each other. Oh, definitely. Um, it was a good match. I mean, like, you know, granted, yeah, Marche took the loss, but I mean, he is a great competitor. He, he is a great athlete. Um, but Mulligan got the best of him. And then next up, we had the what we what we thought was going to be the grand finale. Yeah, Craig Mitchell versus uh, Rough Crossing. Rough Crossing, which was man, we we thought Mad Dog and Hunter was a hard hitting match. This was brutal. I mean, coming off punches everywhere, mm-hmm. kicks. Did did Mitchell do his backflip? I don't even remember. Dude, I mean, b- between all I remember is is all those punches that were thrown. I mean, Mitchell did come up with the win. Yeah. As we could have easily predicted. Yeah, I mean, it's Mitchell. It's Mitchell. Craig Mitchell. Champion. Champion. Fucking champion. And I was, I'm, and he looks like he's in some of the best shape we've seen him in since we've started doing this show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're, we're only talking months. This oh, guy, yeah. This guy's been hitting it hard. He's been all over the United States. Oh, yeah. Dude's got heart, bro. It may be a black heart, but he's still got heart, you know? Absolutely. A heart's a heart. Heart's a heart. A heart is a heart. Um, but yeah, so he, I mean, he ended up taking uh, the win. And then, again, people, you know. Get involved. Get involved, and somehow they turn a great main event match into a second main event match. With tag teams. With tag teams. You got Craig Mitchell, Irish Car Bomb versus Mache Rocket, and Rough Crossing. Yep. Which, man, was a good match. I, completely unexpected for us, so that was nice. Yeah, it was, it was bonus. It was bonus yeah. matches. I mean, granted, like it sucked because you know, like when you know when when it's over, it's over. But I mean, because I mean, even this extension, it was still good. It, it was like getting a what do you call those? An encore. Yeah. To a great show. Yeah. Um. When it didn't turn out so well for uh, Craig Mitchell though. No. No. He didn't get pinned though. He didn't get pinned. He didn't get pinned. So, I mean, like, even though he got the loss, it wasn't his loss. Right. It was, uh, and he, he's still the champ. He still got the belt. Still the champ. But overall, it was a great match. It was a great show. They have a, I, I believe their next show coming up. Uh, it is in September. It's a Friday show, which. I believe it's the 15th. Uh, yeah. So, September 15th, uh, I believe they're going to be back in Chavance. They're going to have a nurse show uh, Friday that I'm not going to be able to make. But, it's, um, a, it's a toss-up for me. Yeah, so, like I said, uh, if you guys haven't seen an SCW show, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking, because you need to get out there and see them. 
Um, they put on great shows. There's a lot of great wrestlers. It's a great time. They have fucking nachos. So, yeah. fucking delicious nachos. We're there. Um, you can hang out with us. We can hashtag fuck Steve. Uh, you know. We can hashtag fuck Steve. We can hashtag fuck Steve. <laughs> but at the show, you know, we want to be a little bit nicer. So, it's hashtag F Steve. Right. It's, it's, it's a PG show. It's, it's, it's more PG. It's a family friendly show. Yeah. You're talking, what, $10, $10 beforehand, $12 at the door. Yep. Not an expensive evening. No. And, and it's entertaining. And all their mat- and all their shows are up for good causes. Right. This past show we were at, I mean, they, they were raising uh, school supplies for uh, the local right. elementary school. I'm not sure. I don't have a lot of information about the September 15th show. But we got a couple of weeks where we can keep plugging it. So I'll get you some more information on that. But, you know, it's at the um, Civic Center in uh, Shabantz. Uh, September 15th, I think it's normal hours. The doors open at 6, uh, bells at 7. We'll get you the match cards and everything coming up here. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, make sure you check them out on Facebook at Southland Championship Wrestling. You know, find them on Facebook. I believe they are on YouTube. You got to search Southland Championship Wrestling. Uh, if you want to see some of the photos that we took uh, at the show, they are on our Instagram, JFW Podcast. All the all the uh, matches, uh, all the pictures from the matches are there I, as well. I, I could say you could almost be a photographer. So some of those pictures were really, really good. They turned out really well. But what we need, uh, you know, I'm going to do that right here. Um, I hate missing opportunities to enjoy matches for taking pictures myself. So I think maybe JFW needs to find an intern. An intern? Like an intern kind of thing. An unpaid internship? Yeah, I was, like basically, we need a guy who comes with us to the shows. Okay. Guy, girl, I'm, we're not gonna fuck him. Oh. It's not that kind of intern. We're not Clinton. Oh. Can I be Clinton? No. No. Oh. You sure? Yeah. All right. Uh, basically, if uh, if anyone's out there who's interested in like going to indie shows and want to help us out by like, maybe taking pictures uh, and stuff, because our main focus is. We want to start interacting a lot more with the uh, pro wrestlers and getting pictures taken with the pro wrestlers. And it's really hard for us both to be in the same picture when one of us has to take the picture. So if you're a wrestling fan and you want to go to indie shows with us to kind of help us out and everything, uh, take pictures for us uh, for the show and everything, that way we can enjoy and uh, get all the uh, you know action and everything out of the shows to make these podcasts better, You know, let us know. Especially you know? if you're a photography student. And these yeah. can go in your portfolio. Oh yeah, I mean, can and you, you can use them. Yeah, can you imagine what kind of grade you would get if you had a picture of Mojo in your portfolio? I mean, this guy is very photogenic. <laughs> Scary as fuck. Scary <laughs> as fuck, but very photogenic. Very, very photogenic. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, you want to hang out with us, go to these shows and shit like that. Get in touch with us. You go on our website, you know, and contact us through there. Contact us, uh, message us on Facebook and shit like that, and we'll talk more about it. Um, I think that's it for SCW. For now. So SummerSlam happened uh, a couple weeks ago. We are finally able to kind of talk about that and uh, get the results in. Yeah, it was pretty, I, I mean, that was a pretty decent show. It was. For the biggest party of the summer, I mean, they kind of like pulled out all the stops for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this was, a, I mean, this was an event. I mean, like, it, it went on for quite a while. Your time, I think it was like six hours. From pre-show to end of show. Yeah. Oh, and they had three three matches on the pre-show. Right. And again, you know, they 
They tainted the integrity of the Cruiserweight title by putting it on the pre-show. Not only the Cruiserweight title, but the... SmackDown Tag Team Championship. SmackDown Tag Team Championship, too. So, I don't have the paper with me. It's downstairs. I'm not going to go get it, but I know I won. I I got your text messages right after it was over. Yeah, I did announce that. I know, yeah, yeah, I did win. But, um... uh, when you look at the opening, uh, the opening matches, the pre-show matches, you got the Miz Taraj versus uh, uh, the Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan. Right. The Miz Taraj winning was actually a surprise to me. Yeah, I, I believe uh, we had talked about how hot Jason Jordan was, so we thought, you know, that exactly was be like, it. for the, for the push that he's getting. You think that they would give him this win? But at the same time, I mean, it's the same thing that comes with the pro, the profit. Just because you know you're new, you're you know you're getting built up and everything, you, a loss is gonna happen. Right. The one thing I like about Jason Jordan is like the following Monday on Raw, like he he didn't even like get to him. In fact, he actually asked for a match with Finn Balor. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's like you know what I, I got the loss. I'm gonna go right at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Granny took that loss too. Well, but it's a learning. It's it's learning at that point. Finn Balor is on a whole different level right now than most of these other competitors. Talking about the first Universal Champion, mm-hmm. who has yet to receive his one-on-one title shot rematch. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll get into that at a different time. Yeah. But yeah, Mistrass won, took the uh, victory. Next match he had was Neville versus Akira Tozawa. Um, Neville just proving his dominance once again in the cruiserweight yeah. division. Yep, I believe I, I believe I predicted this one right. I thought, you know, I'm pretty sure I probably thought Akira was going to have it. Yeah, and, and again, it, it, that's one of the biggest problems I keep seeing in WWE is like people are ho- winning titles, but they're not holding them for that long. Right. You know, it's like a it's like a title reign that lasts a week or like even like a couple days or something like that. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Nope. Um, but Neville did win it again. Uh, he has proven to be the king of the cruiserweights. Um, the one thing I'm at, I am happy about uh, when they did do the Duddy shakeup, they did put Enzo in the cruiserweight. Uh, f- uh, what's the show? No, it's not 205 Five. Two O Five Live. Yep. I called it. Yes, you, Look, you, yeah, you did call that. I called that. Which I, I think, I think if anything, he will shine being there. I mean. Nothing against a smaller guy being coming up on top and everything, but I think two hundred five needed him as much as he needed to be on two hundred five. Right, we, you discussed this one time before yeah. because he he is just a small fish mm-hmm. in a big pond. But at least at two hundred five live, he's the same size fish as the rest of these other yeah. guys. Yeah, I, I believe he won his debut uh, two hundred five live match. Nice. So you know, good for him. Hoping for the best. Um. Usos versus New Day. Ooh, Usos so. won, took the titles back. Um, I, I'm starting. I'm starting to jump more on the uh, Uso bandwagon. I, I've been on this bandwagon. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the the Usos are just an amazing. They were amazing when they got here. Got even more amazing when they decided to say, "Fuck the nitty gritty or the like." I don't kitty bullshit that they were mm-hmm. doing, and now they're being just straight up. I don't, don't want to say thuggish, but it's thuggish. Oh, it's definitely. Thuggish. I mean, 
They they do they come in, do what they need to do, get mm-hmm. the job done, leave with no regrets. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I agree hundred percent. Um and it they're they're showing their they're showing exactly what veterans do. They adapt or die. Right. You know, and it, they they do it so well that they have another title reign under their belts. They beat the New Day again, which I think when you beat the New Day, I mean, you're not just beating the two guys in the ring. You're also beating the third man on the outside. Oh, definitely. And, you, and at the same time, when you're beating the New Day, you're beating arguably the greatest tag team champions of all time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, arguably, they held the title. They are now the longest ever reigning tag team champions. Yep. Oh, yeah. And what's weird is, too, when you, when you stop and think about it, like, even though this was a pre-show match, out of the 13 total matches, this is the second longest match next to the main event. Right. By a minute and a half, the main event was longer. So it shows you that even though it's a pre-show, these two teams... Put on a show. Oh, they 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 went at it and went hard. Yeah. Um, SummerSlam starts up. First match: John Cena versus Baron Corbin. <clears throat> Which I actually thought was pretty neat. Not to see John Cena's match get put later on the card. It's 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 a different change to have him be the opening match. Right. But I, this was a great match. I mean, they pulled all all the stops against each other. Corbin did have a great showing. Unfortunately. John Cena's, like JBL says, big match John. Yeah. You put him, it's hard to beat Cena on a pay-per-view. It's hard to beat Cena regardless. But it's really hard to beat Cena at a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, the one thing I was kind of, like, I was kind of let down about, let down about is John Cena cost Baron Corbin his money in the bank. Right. I was hoping that Baron would come out a little more aggressive in this. And I mean... He had he had some big power moves on Cena though. Yeah, but it was the aggression that he was missing. That's the thing. I mean, he still came out kind of like he really didn't give a shit. But um, this one surprised me, and you called this one Natalia versus Naomi. Oh, I was I was extremely happy about this. I, I, like I've said before, Natalia came in at a time where the women's division was not. A strong women's division. She came. She was a wrestler, the last graduate of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a nightheart. Yeah, and with the exception of Alicia Fox, she's one of the longest tenured women on. Yeah, on the guard. I mean, Grant, I mean, you look at Mickey James. You know, she was there before Natalia, but she left for a while. I mean, Natalia's been WWE for years, and this is—I think this is the first title that she's held in—I think almost five years. Uh, yeah, I, I, originally we had said 10, mm-hmm. but it, it is six. Yeah. Six years was the last time she held the title. Yeah. And when they when they announced it, I was like, damn, we were wrong. But yeah. it happens. It does. And it I'm, I'm, I am happy she got it. I mean, I like Naomi as being the champion, but the thing is, like, when you put the title on Natalia, you're putting a title on a heart. Right. You know, and that's going to bring value and prestige to the championship. It, I mean, and just even without the heart, this is someone who has minorly reinvented themselves over the past however many years she's been there, has kept herself relevant the entire mm-hmm. time. Even when her husband was going through what he was going through with his injuries, yeah, she still stayed with the show. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't around as much, obviously. 
because she's needed to be with her husband. For good reason, yeah. She was still there, kept herself relevant, and man, she's just getting better. I'd like to see where her next, where she goes now. Who's going to take the title from her? Is it going to be a random cash-in from Carmella? Or is Naomi going to come back? I, I, I'm I really liking Tamina. You know? I'm liking what they're doing with her. Tamina and Nia Jax, if they would just, I don't know what they need to get that next level, but do you ever get the strap on them? I don't know who's going to take it off them. No. Oh, God, no. no they, they are powers. I mean, they they could potentially be the next China. You know, there's that powerhouse. That... Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, big cast versus big show. Uh, Enzo Mori suspended in a ring, uh, shark cage above the ring. <laughs> big cast took the win on this one. Uh, it was kind of a no-brainer just... With Big Show coming to the end of his uh, career here, he's well, he had the he had the hand all wrapped up. I guess one from of the, the hi- one, of, one of the highlights you can go is that Enzo stashed some baby oil or something. Yeah, on him that derobed and oiled himself up and squeezed out the chair and got kicked in the face. That was the funniest moment of the entire show, and Grad probably wasn't supposed to be entirely hilarious. Yeah, the moment he touched the fucking uh, ring. Just kicked in the head. I, I think Cass is he is going to be the future of the big men in this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's on an injury right now. Um, so we'll see what happens when he gets back. But, I mean, big, big Cass is a dominant guy. Hopefully when he shows back up, uh, they rebuild him a little bit, put pants on him. and uh, <laughs> Still pushing those pants. Yeah. Right, he do needs more pants. Uh, Randy Orton uh, versus Rusev. Orton won. Uh, Rick Veteran, I not too much from this match. It lasts ten seconds. I mean, like it lasted ten seconds. R- RKL out of nowhere, and Orton came out. Rusev attacked him. Bell ring. Rusev ran at him. RKO. Uh, that was it. Literally, our explanation of the match was longer than the match itself. Right. Lasted ten seconds. <laughs> Poor Rusev. <laughs> Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, these these two are always fun to watch, regardless of who they're who they're mm-hmm. facing or what's going on. Sasha Banks coming up with a win was a surprise to me. I'm pretty sure I'd probably pick pick Bliss. I think we both did. Um, I think the biggest thing is like I I I like how WWE keeps Sasha relevant. I just I don't. She she's not capable of holding onto the belt. No, no, and. You know, and do, I mean, the only reason she had this opportunity was because Bailey got injured. Right. So I mean, and but she took advantage of that opportunity. Granted, you know, if you know, if you haven't seen Raw this past week, you know, spoiler, you know, Bliss is champion once again. You know, but it sucked that it happened uh, that she lost it so quickly, but she won it again. You right. know, she she puts another title reign under her belt. Uh, she's cementing her legacy as one of the top current uh, wrestling. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because uh, I feel like Asaka's on her way, mm-hmm. and I want to know where she's gonna go. And I don't know how these women are gonna handle Asaka. If we you watch Takeover, I watch Takeover. Yeah. That the one her and Ember Moon. Ooh, yeah, it was. Definitely one of the. It was probably like 
to not take away anything from Charlotte or Sasha in their, you know, Hell in a Cell match from Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch's table match right. or anything. The the NXT Takeover Women's Championship match that I saw was probably one of the best female matches that I've seen in years. Oh yeah, definitely in the top I mean, five. It, you know, they're coming off the top rope and mm-hmm. Ember Moon's. I forget what her. I forget what her finisher is called, but it's it's a it's like it's amazing. She oh, comes yeah. off top rope, grab it, bam! Like mm, like that cut uh that cartwheel like cutter yeah. thing, yeah. Um, Finn Balor beat uh, Bray Wyatt. We saw the debut, the official Raw brand debut of the Demon. It's the first time the Demon uh, showed himself since NXT. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. yeah. Geo, tell him I'm right. Go ahead. Make sure you comment that uh, I Seth am Rollins. He didn't face Seth Rollins yes, as a demon did. when he hurt his shoulder. No, he didn't. He, he didn't? No. Hey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was almost certain. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pull it up while we keep talking about it. But um, I, li- I like the fact that they had the demon face Bray Wyatt. It, it made, I mean, like. To fight darkness with darkness. Yeah, I mean, like when we discussed with um, uh, the God of War versus Mojo, good right. versus evil. I mean, this was pretty much evil versus evil. Right, and it, none of Bray Wyatt's usual mind tricks worked on a demon. In fact, Wyatt at a point in time looked like he was put back by the demon. You know, and Wyatt does his little, I don't know what you call that, spider crawl thing he does and the demon just looked at him and gave him that intense like fuck you look i don't know what to call that look but that's that's how i that's how it, i felt about it it was fucking freaky yeah, yeah. absolutely it was weird like me like because he just stood the fuck up yeah i mean he like no shits not a care in the world fucking he uh, yeah like you said bray was he did that crab walk Ballard just stood straight up this finisher took the victory. It was it was a great match all um, throughout. I mean, and I I'm I'm glad that Bray they're doing something with Bray even after that whole bullshit, you know, with him winning the title, taking the title away from him, and all that. Right. But <clears throat> he's still relevant. I guess Finn Balor was a demon when he faced Rollins. Oh, was he? I guess so. Huh. Don't worry, Gio. I stand correct. You don't have to worry about that. I didn't think he was the demon. No, because he. He called out the demon. I never saw. I never watched the match. So, well, he I was just... the promos before the match. Uh, Rollins was looking for Finn Balor, but calling out the Demon King. See, when I remember him popping his shoulder back in, because I saw the clips afterwards, I don't recall fucking face paint and all that shit. Well, I'm sure by the time, I mean, that was a pretty intense match. Not even like not even any resident. I I don't know like that. No, like, no clue. I should probably go watch that match. Probably. It was a good match. What's weird is, though, like, because that was also a SummerSlam last year. So ironic, like, the only two times the Demon was around was that SummerSlam. Maybe he likes the summer. True that. True that. But uh, did you happen to catch, uh, I think it was, oh, which, it had to have been the Raw before SummerSlam, when uh, Bray Wyatt doused him in that blood. Yeah. And he, he kind of lost his shit. Yeah. 
Like you, like you, something was snapping up in his head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, see, we gotta get through this. We're actually kind of running out of time here. Oh shit! It's our own show. It's our own show. Uh, I guess you call it a shield reunion. At least two thirds of it. The best parts of it, anyways. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose uh, taking on Sheamus and Cesaro for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I mean, Rollins said it to Ambrose: "If we if we got together, we can dominate." I, it did annoy me a lot with the whole, like, you know, one guy puts his fist out for a fist bump and gets rejected, and the next guy doesn't, gets rejected, and back and forth. I mean, it was so annoying up until the point where they actually finally did it. And then, like, it, it was a pretty After power. they got into a fist fight with each other. Yeah, after they beat the shit out of each other, yeah. But, it, like, like they said, sometimes brothers fight. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've seen it. We, I mean, you're a brother. You you have siblings, so you you know just as well as I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, and absolutely, and I totally agree with that. You know, siblings do fight, brothers do fight. Yeah. It was awesome to be able to put like the past in the past and uh, reclaim, uh, reclaim tag team gold. I believe the last time either one of them held tag team gold there with each other. Or... That and that's that's something I was trying to remember without having to go back and look it up. Um, when they were last time the Shield, if you're to look at the Shield, when they were tag team champions, I think it was. It was Rollins and Reigns were tag team champions because right. Ambrose, Ambrose was, was a US. U.S. champion. Yeah, so the that, longest reigning U.S. champion. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember if they ever won the tag teams after that, or if this is their first title reign together, just them two. Because I don't think the Shield ever did that whole um, like team demolition rule tag team. Like no. anyone, I don't think they ever I don't did think that. They, like the New Day does. Yeah, uh, AJ Styles uh, defeated Kevin Owens. I'm very happy about that. A lot, a lot of things have happened on SmackDown since this occurred. I've only seen some of SmackDown. Well, Grant, this is, I mean, this was almost two SmackDowns ago. So there have been two SmackDown shows since right. this pay-per-view. Um, it There's so much going on with it, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm glad AJ won. I know there's a lot of issues with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon and everything. It is what it is. You're probably going to end up seeing Kevin and Shane and No Mercy. That's my guess anyways. But, I mean, overall, it's a good match. I mean, every match AJ does is a good match. Well, I believe it. And, I mean, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, I put them at the top of the food chain as far as I'm concerned with WWE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, with both of them, I mean, like, they're the guys who are going to be here even after, like, you know, the big show and John Cena right. and Randy Orton decide to move on. You know, they, they're they with that group, you know, of Rollins and Ambrose, even fucking Roman Reigns and Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt and all them. You know, like, these are the next group, you know. And what's amazing is, like, like when you look at the Attitude Era, like, we, lo- we did our top ten, you know. Right. And our top ten was pretty much the only ten of the Attitude Era, you know, with the here and there. I mean, there are so many more top talents now to make impacts. And, it, it, and it's hard to get all these guys to get yeah. a show, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, cause, I mean, you have AJ, you have Kevin Owens, you have Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. But you need to make those opportunities for Bray Wyatt, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, you know. I mean, there's Glorious. so many. <laughs> I fucking love Bobby Roode. But, I mean, like, you know, there's there's going to be opportunities. And these people, I mean, it's their time now to step up. You know? Because not everyone can be champion. No. Uh, Jinder Mahal took on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura for the title. And uh, Jinder Mahal uh, 
Got away with a win. Yeah. Fuck that shit. The Singh brother. I'm getting so sick. Someone needs to just... I don't know what needs to happen. These these Singh brothers just... They do whatever they can to keep the modern day Maharaja with the championship gold. Yeah. Which I understand. I'm just a big Shinsuke Nakamura fan. I wanted him to win. Oh, no, I totally agree with you. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, like, it's it's like when you go back and how you discussed earlier. It's like, no matter how I do it, a win's a win. A win's a win. Yeah, but, you know, you kind of see where I was talking about how, like, you don't want the interference to taint the excitement you're getting for that match. Right. Maybe um, I just don't like gender. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Fatal 4-Way. Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Brock got beat down. Uh, beat down is like putting it mildly, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's. I have never seen. Through the side, two tables, mm-hmm. and then a table dropped on top of them. Yeah, I've never seen Brock Lesnar manhandle like that before. Yeah. Never. And the fact he was able to come back. Out with the victory. Uh, it, it was is, amazing. I mean, it's, I don't think either one of us predicted that he was going to walk away with this. Belt. I picked Joe. I'm pretty sure I picked Brock or, or not Brock, uh, Braun or Roman. I think you picked Roman. I, I probably did pick Roman. Yeah, because I picked. Well, I, I know I picked Joe because I I picked him as a dark horse, and you said if anyone would be Strowman would be. I just thought Joe. I thought this was going to be Joe's moment. You know, I thought it was going to be like one of those like Kevin Owens things where. You least suspect it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because you're gonna see what he wants to, do, what he could do with it. I didn't expect Brock Lesnar to win again. I mean, and now was Brock versus Braun at the next pay per view. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's taking on Braun Strowman at. Uh, they better reinforce that ring. Yeah, they better do something. It's like uh, putting two wild animals in a cage. Oh yeah. So overall, how do you feel about this pay per view? I, I believe this has been one of the better pay per views yeah. that we that have been on. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I do feel bad about the the pre SummerSlam matches and the lack of crowd that they had. I got you. Let's uh, let's start doing. I want to do something start uh, differently with these pay per views and stuff. Um, best match and worst match. Which was the best? Which was the worst for you? The least entertaining match to me was Cass and Big Show. Okay, I agree with that. That was gonna be mine too. Yeah. And I believe the best match I probably watched, man, you're asking a lot. All right. You know what? I'm going to have that that fatal four-way, that fatal four-way for me was just, there was more than what I expected out of that match. Mm-hmm. I mean, that match was brutal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would put the fatal four-way as my second favorite match overall. If I had to pick my top match, um... Even though, I mean, like, it, and it doesn't have to do anything with the fact that I'm a huge AJ fan, but I would definitely put it AJ and Kevin Owens. Just because, like, AJ, I mean, like, I mean, he, I mean, that AJ is, I mean, he's he's like the modern day, you know, Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, and I, I, I don't want to take anything away from the tag team match with Rollins and Ambrose. I mean, that was great, too. But, I mean... Styles and uh, Owens have that chemistry that just makes it work. You have the powerhouse and Owens and the high-flying AJ Styles, and you just click everything together and just make it work. And the intensity was there, and I would put that as a top match. Granted, you know, obviously with Braun Strowman, every match is intense. <laughs> but, yeah. But I definitely agree with, like, the Big Show cast being, like, maybe... 
I mean, and that's saying much with the 10-second Orton-Rusev match. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So we got to throw results and everything. Uh, before we close out here. Um, oh, man, big announcements. Big announcement. Um, I'm going to let you make the announcement. History-making announcement right here. History-making. All right, I'm going to let you make I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it. So September 23rd, mm-hmm. Pontiac, Illinois, Powerhouse Wrestling Show. JFW is making their podcast debut at the JD J, the Powerhouse Wrestling Show. I'm just excited. I know. I get it out. You're I mean, still there. Yeah. I, we, it's been what like three days since we found out about mm-hmm. this, and I I've legitly probably have told too many people before before the surprise. So I was just like every one of our listeners. Knew. Every, every one of our <laughs> listeners knew before. That's why I had to put in the no spoilers. In the, yeah. You know. But, I mean, for everyone to know is uh, everyone knew we were going to go to Powerhouse. We posted that on Facebook. Everyone right. knew we were going to go to the show. I'm not sure what everyone knows is that this is our first ever and hopefully first of many on-location podcast. Right. Like, we'll, re- we'll be recording our September 23rd show at the wrestling show. We we talk with power, we talk with powerhouse. Uh, we talked with the promoter from there. We're looking into doing some um, some interviews if we can get that all figured out. Like I said, like I don't I don't know if we get that all figured out by then, but we'll definitely work on that. But we the overall goal is to record our podcast on location, but also to record commentary for the matches. Right. Um, I'm not sure how it's all going to work out. What's going to be you know left in? What's going to be left out? You know what's going to fall into where. The biggest thing I want everyone to know is is with us recording this show that Saturday night, this show probably that week's show probably won't be released until Sunday because there's going to be some editing done to it. Oh, I'm sure. So, but history making announcement. It's it's first of many. It's um, it's an amazing opportunity, and to be honest with you, I mean it's an opportunity that I didn't expect to come so soon. I I, I did not ex- when when I when I looked at the messages. And I believe, I think I was the first one to see the message. Mm-hmm. And then seconds later, I, I didn't even text. I, I called. Yeah. I picked up the phone. And I was like, this is a phone call worthy. I'm like, I, I don't like talking on the phone. Called you. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to read blah, 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 blah. Was, really? And then first off, thank you to Powerhouse Wrestling. Yeah. Um, for giving us the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. And I mean... We're gonna run with it. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we we are. I mean, we're not taking this for granted. Not at all. And we're we're not gonna like you know we we we're gonna do everything we can to make sure that this show that we record will be the best possible show, not only for us and our listeners, but you know we want to do right by Powerhouse. You know? Oh, definitely. And who knows? I mean, if maybe everything goes well, maybe they'll invite us back. And if maybe if it goes really well, you know, maybe more opportunities from other shows will come about. Maybe doing you know a live podcast you know SCW you know hint wink you know whatever <laughs> you know who knows maybe Fire Pro will get back to us. Um, I mean, if, like we've said before, we do not charge to promote anybody. Nope, it's we, free. Free promotion. Put you on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter, what, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, it just I, the excitement is just that there. I'm, I'm yeah. like. There's not so many things I get this excited for too much anymore, unless it's like Comic Con and going to wrestling shows. But this, this right here is like, 
that's the business, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this, and this is almost like the next level for us. You right. know, we're gonna be we're gonna be recording live at the show. You know, we're gonna be interviewing you know managers and wrestlers. You know, they come up to the table, we talk to them for a little bit or something like that. We're gonna be meeting you know the promoters and all that shit. But not only that is we are creating the first ever JFW shirts. JFW shirts. JFW shirts. The Just Freaking Wrestling podcast are going to create the first two official shirts of the JFW podcast. Only in 3X. Only in 3X. <laughs> because uh, that's who we are. But I'm really excited for this. So I'm hoping the shirts turn out well. You know, who knows if people, if you guys want a shirt, if you see a shirt, because we're going to take pictures of the shirts and. You'll see them. If you guys want the shirts, we'll figure something out, you know, to, you know, we could obviously, you know, figure out a price to sell them to you. Those everything. will not be free. They definitely won't be free. We do have expenses when yeah. it comes to the podcast. and Yeah, absolutely. But I'm really excited for this opportunity. So if you guys, if you need something to do on September 23rd, you know, head down to Pontiac, Illinois. Go to Powerhouse Wrestling. It's at the VFW Hall. Um we, we posted all the uh, information and stuff on our Facebook. It's been posted on there nonstop throughout the week. Um, information will be coming. Like I said, like this show is three weeks away, and we're going to be plugging and promoting everything we can about this show because we're super excited for this, and we would love a huge fan base, not only for this company, for their show, but also for us as well. Right. I mean, so, basically, we're, we want to be a partnership with uh-huh. – Every independent wrestling organization yeah. that we can be—that's the goal here. That's the goal. Yeah, we we want to be the official voice of the underground wrestling, mm-hmm. and I, I believe we are on our way to doing that. And I believe that Powerhouse is going to grant us this opportunity. And legitimately, we've been planning this now since we heard about it. Yeah, it's it, it's going to happen. Oh, We're yeah, going to yeah. kill, and it, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. There's not. It's just like, you know, make sure you check out Powerhouse. Like I said, I, the event link and the show link, the Facebook link to Powerhouse is on our Facebook. Just go through our stories, find it, click on it, like their page, get interested in the event, follow the event. Um, from my understanding, as of right now, what's been posted is their champion um, has something going on to where he's unable to make the next few shows. Yep. So they're going to start a tournament starting in September. To crown a new championship, yeah. uh, new champion. So, you know, if you love tournaments like I do, you know, check that out. Also, you know, quick, you know, cheap plug for WWE. Check out the May Young uh, Invitational because that tournament is actually pretty awesome. I'm a huge fan of uh, women's wrestling. So make sure you check out May Young, the May Young uh, Tournament, May Young Invitational as well. From what I've seen of it, obviously mm-hmm. at your house today. <laughs> it's actually it, it's it's good. It's really really good. Thirty Network, check it out. Just nine ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Uh, check out Powerhouse uh, Wrestling, uh, September twenty third. Check out uh, Southland Championship Wrestling, September fifteenth. Uh, any other indie shows you guys know of? You want us to talk about? You know, just let us know. We'll be happy to share it free of charge because we don't charge for that. Uh, let us know so we can make arrangements to possibly make those shows as well. Um, obviously, our lives are busy. We can't make every show, but we like to try to make the ones that we can. So uh, get that information to us. If you are an indie wrestler, know of an indie wrestler, you know, and you want to put like a bio on our website because we are doing that as well, just you know, email us at jfwpodcast.yahoo.com. Go to our website, submit the comments and everything there as well so we can help not only get your name out to 
you know, your local area, but to the areas around you as well. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Just by searching JW Podcast. You can check out pictures from the shows we go to on Instagram. Check out the posts for the upcoming shows on Facebook. And just interact and uh, converse with us on Twitter. Uh, that's it. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I am Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.